And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you. We have got a busy show today. Free agency looming in just about 10 days and the Islanders have a lot on their plates. We'll discuss A, are there any players the Islanders may buy out? B, whether they can sign their own unrestricted free agents and then how can they free up some cap room? to make this team better. So a lot to discuss with regard to the offseason. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we will analyze another Islanders player uh, and discuss whether or not they will be back next season, what they can look forward to next season, and give them a basic grade on this season. Today, we discuss Michael Dalcole, left wing of the New York Islanders. So Lots to talk about on this show. And look, first let's talk a little bit about buyouts because a lot of, uh, you know, rumors going around the league. I know, for example, the Rangers may be buying out, uh, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, who has been their goaltender now for, what, 15, 16 years. So that is a, a, a very big move and not unexpected. Uh, but, you know, will the Islanders be doing any similar moves? And certainly nothing uh, of the magnitude uh, of a Henrik Lundqvist. But let's talk about that and where it fits in. Now, don't forget, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send the show an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news and notes. So, buyouts. Let's start with that. Obviously, the Islanders would almost certainly love to buy out Andrew Ladd's contract. He has three years left. million cap hit, $9 million in payment actually owed. But the problem is that he has realistically uh, a buyout-proof contract because of the way his contract is structured. And look, if they want to buy out lad it really wouldn't save them very much money at all and quite honestly 
if Lab cannot be traded, I seriously doubt he will be bought out. And the odds are that Lad will probably be back in the AHL next year for the New York Islanders if and when the AHL gets underway. Uh, the next candidate in my mind is Johnny Boychuk. Boychuk has two years left on his contract, a $6 million cap hit. Look, here is a guy who, you know, played most of the regular season for the Islanders, 64 out of the team's 68 games, was injured in the playoffs, played in only three total playoff games, and really did not uh, get back into the lineup after his injury. But, uh, to me, as far as Boychuk goes, again, here is a player who may be uh, someone the Islanders wish to move, but again, because of the way his contract is structured, it would be difficult to, to uh, buy him out. They would not save very much, and uh, it wouldn't really save a lot of money sending him to the AHL either. The only way that Johnny Boychuk probably is bought out is if he is traded, uh, and, and I think that's the way the Islanders would move him. Noah Dobson clearly ready to assume a bigger role next season, and the depth that the Islanders have on the blue line. Now, again, someone may be traded, whether it's a Boychuk or a Letty, to try to free up some cap space, but right now, uh, you know, a buyout is unlikely. Another player who may be bought out, uh, well, Leo Komarov. Uncle Leo really, uh, you know, again, third-line player and very popular in the locker room. But, again, you know, one of those interchangeable bottom six players, but his intangibles are good. He's a penalty killer. He is a leader. He is a guy who everybody really likes on the team. And to buy him out, well, you know, you don't save a heck of a lot of cap space. And maybe, maybe you're better off sending him down to the AHL. So, again, I don't see a buyout being all that useful here. And, you know, the, I, I really don't see a lot of candidates for buyout uh, that make a lot of sense for the New York Islanders. Now, that's not to say they won't try to figure something out, but I don't think that that's the primary way the Islanders are going to save money and free up cap space. To me, the key for the Islanders is to work out some kind of trade where another team is willing and able to assume the cap hit for a Johnny Boychuk or a Nick Letty, or an Andrew Ladd, or another player, almost certainly a multiplayer kind of a deal where the Islanders are getting a draft pick in exchange, or, or even giving up a, a draft pick in exchange for uh, someone taking a bad contract or a, or, or a contract of a player who doesn't help the Islanders enough. That is the more likely outcome. So, Buyouts, certainly nothing on the level of a Henrik Lundqvist or, or a star player. Uh, and to me, buyouts are unlikely. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about 
the Islanders' own free agents and some of the things Lou Lamorello said yesterday. Plus, we have got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a look at, again, uh, another Islanders player, Michael Dalcol, his year in review, and a look forward at where he's headed in his NHL career. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And Islanders fans, I want to tell you all about a great new book from the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate Stoicism Guide to Success, Resilience and Virtue, to Accept What You Cannot Control and Adapt to What You Can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of Stoics, The Art of Living, from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius, is available now wherever books are sold. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a very happy 36th birthday to former Islanders right wing Colin McDonald, a native of Wethersfield, Connecticut, born on September 30th, 1984. Originally drafted in the second round by the Edmonton Oilers back in 2003, played at Providence College, uh, only played a couple of games, literally two, with the Edmonton Oilers, then went on briefly to the Penguins before finding a home with the Islanders, spent Three full seasons with the Isles, uh, although the third season he split between Bridgeport and the Islanders. His most productive season, 2013-2014, 70 games, 8 goals, and 18 points. We're going to go back and look at one of Colin McDonald's better games as an Islander, March 25th, 2014, at the PNC Arena in Carolina, where the Islanders took on the Hurricanes, Anders Nielsen in goal for the Islanders, while Anton Kudobin got the start for Carolina, and in the first period, Colin McDonald, our birthday of the day, got things started with a goal at 339, Thomas Hickey and Ryan Strom with the assist, one to nothing in favor of the Islanders, then Less than two minutes later, Cal Clutterbuck gets his 11th, Josh Bailey and Travis Hamanek helpers, and it's a 2 to nothing Islanders lead. Then, again, less than a minute after that, Colin McDonald, his second of the game, eighth of the year, Calvin DeHaan and Travis Hamanek with the assist at 6-12, and very quickly it was 3 to nothing Islanders. Islanders weren't done yet. Matt Martin gets in on the act, his sixth from Kevin... Churchman, and Thomas Hickey. That goal coming at 10.54, and just like that, it looked like the Islanders were in command with a 4-0 lead midway through the first period. But with Johan Sundstrom in the box for delay of game, the Hurricanes get on the board. Jeff Skinner, a power play goal, his 27th from Andrei Loktianov and Jay Harrison at 12.38. And then Loktianov gets his sixth from Yuri Tulusti and Brett Bellamore at 15.06. So at the end of the period, the Islanders' lead was cut to 4-2. to two. In the second period, Churchman called for delay of game. And again, Carolina's Hurricane, uh, the Hurricanes' power play takes advantage. Alexander Semin is 22nd from Jordan Stahl and John Michael Lyles at 2.42. 
and the Islanders lead down to a single goal. But Matt Martin gets his seventh of the season. Ryan Strom and Colin McDonald with the assist at 16.57. And a mere 22 seconds later, Carolina answers. Nathan Gerby from Jordan Stahl and Ron Hainsey after two periods. It's 5-4 to four Islanders. That's the way the game ended. 24 saves for Anders Nielsen. As for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Colin McDonald, two goals, one assist, and a plus four. He was tied with Ryan Strom and Matt Martin in that department. As far as shots on goal, Colin McDonald led the way for the team with five shots in this game. And the Islanders skate away with a 5-4 to four win. Again, wishing our best birthday wishes to Colin McDonald, who is still active in hockey. Spent last year back in the Islanders organization with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. He turns 36 years old today. So Lou Lamorello, general manager, addressing the Islanders uh, media yesterday. And he basically said, we're going to focus on trying to keep our team together. And last year he did that. He was able to re-sign Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Jordan Eberle, and the continuity certainly helped the Islanders this year. And his quote right now, all I'm doing is focusing in on communication with each and every one of our restricted free agents and also unrestricted free agents and seeing exactly what we can get done. We did not have any communication during the playoffs intentionally. Right now, we're talking, and I feel we'll get all our players signed in due time. And obviously, the question is, what does in due time mean for the Islanders? The big three restricted free agents, Matthew Barzal, Ryan Pulak, and Devon Tays. Then you go on to the unrestricted free agents, which include Andy Green, Matt Martin, Tom Cunackle, Derek Brassard, and Tomas Grice. Again, I think Cunackle and Grice are definitely gone. Brassard probably not going to be back with the Islanders. Although, again, if he's willing to sign a very uh, team-friendly kind of a deal, and again, he signed for only 1.2 million dollars last year, it is entirely possible he could be back again as a bottom six kind of a forward. And Andy Green, to me, uh, is the kind of a guy who could be the seventh defenseman, uh, kind of take that Dennis Seidman role that he had after he signed a few years back and, you know, play 25, 30 games, maybe 40 games uh, if there's injuries, if there are, uh, if one of the top six defensemen on the roster right now are traded away in order to get cap space or to get a better scoring forward in, and they include one of the defensemen as part of the deal. That is, I think, the way that Andy Green, again, on a team-friendly deal, likely steps in. So we will keep our eye on that situation. But that's what Lou Lamorello has basically been saying. And, you know, he is confident that all three of the restricted free agents will be back, even if it means, you know, trying to figure out when that happens. Now, we're looking at, you know, October 10th, 
uh, as the date that this all gets underway. And the Islanders are hoping that they can get all their ducks in a row. We have got more to talk about on today's show, including an analysis of Michael Dal Cole's season, plus a look at Michael Dal Cole's future with the team. All that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, I know what you're thinking. If if you're hearing me talking about protein bars, you're like, ah, don't like the consistency, don't like the flavor. Well, that's never a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They now have 18 amazing flavors, flavors both with and without nuts. Try these six new flavors, caramel brownie, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and just great for the keto diet. My favorite flavor, cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein in every bar, and just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. While supplies last, you can get a free cooler with purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com now and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So as we continue our look at each Islander player on the roster today, we discuss Michael Dalcole, originally drafted in the first round, fifth overall by the Islanders back in 2014, made his NHL debut in 2017-2018, played 28 games with the Islanders in 2018-2019, scoring three goals and seven points, and then this year, in 53 games with the Islanders, four goals, six points, uh, six assists rather, and 10 points. He was a minus eight over 53 games. In the playoffs, was in three postseason games for the Islanders, did not register a point, had three shots on goal total in those three games. And look, here's the thing about Michael Dal Cole. He's a big guy, 6'3", 205 pounds. And again, he's not a kid anymore. Michael Dal Cole is 24 years old. And while larger power forwards do tend to take a little bit longer to develop uh, and get their offensive game going, right now Dal Cole looks very much like a bottom six forward for most of his uh, career, at least on the Islanders. I just don't see... Michael Dalcole growing into a top six forward on this team. He is going to be used more for his physical play. He averaged roughly one shot on goal per game during the regular season. 59 shots on goal in 53 games. Over the course of his career, 85 regular season games, seven goals, and 17 points. That is simply not... Uh, the kind of offensive production that you look for from a scorer. His best uh, stretch really came in early February, well, came in early February, where he had a three-game point streak, two goals, one assist from February 1st to February 6th. Unfortunately, 
uh, the Islanders losing two out of those three games, beating Vancouver before falling to Dallas and the LA Kings. Uh, but for the most part, Dal Cole is more of a checker. He is more of a, a third line or fourth line kind of physical plugger, a guy who has to use his size in order to continue to be effective in the National Hockey League. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at Michael Dal Cole, he does not look like a player who is going to live up to being the fifth overall pick in the 2014 draft. When you draft a forward fifth overall, you're expecting goal scoring down the line. It doesn't have to happen right away. But as a professional, even with Bridgeport, he has never scored more than 18 goals in a season. Now that came in 2018-2019. He scored a point a game for Bridgeport, 34 points in 34 games, 18 of them goals. So, you know, that gives you a little bit of hope. But at the end of the day, at the NHL level, I'm not so sure Michael Dalcole has the overall skill set, the speed, and the, you know, the ability to get rid of the puck quickly enough to be a goal scorer at the NHL level. It's entirely possible he proves me wrong. I would be thrilled if he did. I think Dal Cole is back with the Islanders next year. He is still inexpensive by NHL standards and therefore will be a part of the team's rotation among their bottom six forwards. It just becomes a question of him establishing a more distinct role for himself and getting the job done. So we'll see what happens with Michael Dalcole. To me right now, again, I think you see more of the same. He'll be in there for most of the Islanders games next year. If they play an 82-game schedule, you figure he'll play 70 or so, 65-70 games if he stays healthy, and he will play on the third or fourth line. But um, can't see a lot of offensive production from him at this point in time. Don't forget, every weekday, Monday through Friday, we will have a new show, and we will continue our analysis of the entire Islanders roster, reviewing their season last year and their playoffs, and looking forward to how they can contribute to the team in 2020-2021. So make sure you join us for that. We've already done a number of important players, Tomas Grice, uh, Kiefer Bellows, Derek Brassard, Oliver Wallstrom, Ross Johnston. So again, you can go back, listen to some of those, and uh, we'll keep them coming every day until we've gone through the entire Islanders roster. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.